And welcome, Rooster Boosters, to Rooster Booster Time. I'm going to tell you right now, I had to do a scrum reset uh, in, in, in light of the new law variations we have. Uh, I stupidly set it up as regular recorded, not a live broadcast. And we, me and Mike went through the whole intro with the video and everything. And then I went, oh, crap. I messed that one up. So, listen, I got it done within the allotted time, and, and we, we, we did not give away a free kick and or a penalty in that reset. But anyway, it's the big guy, Scott Ferrara. I'm here with the Grand Poobah, Mikey P, Parazzini, uh, and it's Rooster Booster time, baby. It's Tuesday, and this is what we're going to be doing every week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our pre-match show. Um, we're going to have another one for the Nola Gold um, match coming up later this week. Um, but So this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be breaking down the previous I – like, I love saying this. We're breaking down the previous week's win. Uh, against San Diego Legion, we're going to talk about the um, proposed, what we think is going to be the proposed um, starting fifteen and and substitutions for the uh, for the Roosters uh, next Saturday, and then we're going to preview the Nola Gold match. So, Mikey, welcome back, baby. How are you? I'm doing good. Good to be back, and good to say, yeah, you know, nice to do a breakdown after a nice win against San Diego, which makes it even better. Seriously, it's it's we finally got over that hump. I was so excited. Um, thank you all who participated in the um, chat um, and and the and the I, I was I had a, a live chat going to try and update everybody. If you couldn't watch, or if if you could watch and just want to interact with people, and we got to talking about things. Um, so thank you for all, for those who participated, and thank you for everybody for not spoiling um, the final score for those who who are going to take the time to watch the replay. I truly appreciate it. And so do they, uh, Mikey. Tell us some. Tell us about the watch party. How was the watch party? It was good. What can you say? There was you know beer and rugby. So <laughs> it's, it didn't, didn't get a whole bunch of that. It was that. perfect. As you, as you could imagine, it was quite loud at the bar. So didn't get <laughs> to hear the game, which didn't really matter because it you know it was fine. But you know. Yeah. We came away with a win, so who cares? Exactly, and and it's funny because we got some flack, everybody out there in uh, in uh, Facebook world, about uh, how loud it was at the bar that Mikey was at. But that's the point. He was at the watch party. People were excited. <laughs> um, so you're just gonna have to deal with some of the audio issues we as we do these this pre match show. Um, so other than that, um, you know, listen, we got over the hump. Um, we finally beat San Diego. Um, I, I wouldn't say we beat them handedly. But we bet it, we beat them by a try, so and we got the bonus point um, for for scoring. The, for, I think we scored six tries. We had a hundred and eleven carries, a hundred and ten tackles, which I, I found weird that we almost had the exact amount of tackles as we did carries. Um, and I think we had we we had ninety nine percent ball retention in the breakdown yeah. was the the fact. So for those of you that didn't see it already, and I'm sure you did. Um, you guys voted Will Leonard as the rooster of the match, and Rooney was actually named the OFX, which is the, the MLR sponsor, OFX Team of the Week. And we also had Will Leonard and Dylan Fawcett named to the Geico first 15 of the week. So those were those were standout players. But I gotta be honest, you know, it was it was a sloppy game. Um, it was hard with the wind. Um 
the broadcast wasn't good. So for those of you that may not know, um, I'm just going to take some time here. So San Diego had, I believe, five different venues that they put permits in for. Four of those venues rejected them due to COVID. Um, and this is after they had already worked out something with, with that previous stadium they were talking about. And they rejected it for whatever reason. This fifth one told them the Monday before the match, you're going to have a match here. Couple that with 50 to 60 mile an hour winds. So they couldn't use the scissor lifts or any of the boom lifts. And you got the broadcast you had on, on Saturday. And to be honest, I can't fault them for that. They did. They worked as the production company. I, um, uh, my buddy Rob knows some people at the production company. They worked their butt off in five days to try and get everything set up. And it's they were literally playing like almost at your local park. So imagine playing with your local club at your local park and trying to set it up for for a live broadcast. So, and then plus on top of that, our favorite um, Rooney broadcaster Matt McCarthy and his partner. Um, none of the broadcasters were on site, so they were calling the game with the same feed me and Mike were watching, which was interesting. Um, but let's get back to the gameplay. I just want to give you guys a breakdown of that. So the gameplay, sloppy, right, Mike? Yeah, I think sloppy is definitely a word you can, you know, take it off the rust kind of. Not a whole lot of – there was that spark. You did see that spark, but it just – it seemed a little slow, a little sloppy. I think a, a, the wind played a big factor in that as well, you know. Um, some slow ball times, but definitely, you know, once they got into that rhythm, they definitely, you know, took advantage of that and got things moving. Absolutely. I think on offense, their biggest issue was, you know, knock-ons. Um, unfortunately, Appy, Kakabalavu, you know, had a bunch of knock-ons. But then on the defensive side, man, Appy had some huge friggin' hits. This dude was all over the place on defense. He got – it's funny because he got beat once on defense – and somebody had something to say about it. And I'm like, well, you play for Fijian 7. Let's see how fast you are. He got beat once out of 80 minutes he played. Um, and, and I mean, delivering punishing, punishing hits. Um, and it showed because when they did get it out to his side of the wing, all of a sudden people were taking a step and and looking to see where he was before they were making a move. Um, but you had big hits like that all day. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Will Leonard coming in with big hits. Um, Andy Ellis, I, I'm not sure if I posted that get but Andy Ellis had a big hit early on believe it or not yeah he put um, his body rick- on the line there yeah and then he got and then he got rick rolled right after that which yes. i i definitely cut out of my highlight um i think the the biggest takeaway was defensively now i truly feel that san diego had the break the line breaks they had because rooney's communication wasn't there and usually that's something you would get through in the preseason for example um, I think it was Nate Augsburger, Augsburger. Yeah. It was a San Diego line out. It was a mall. The mall started to move. Dylan Fawcett went in to engage with the mall and it left that spot open and he didn't communicate the guys to move back down. Whoever was at that, at the mall, I think it was odds. Lee was at the mall, pushed it over to Augsburger. He went and he was clear. He was clear for a try until he fumbled the ball. Thank God. Um, yeah. And and you you saw that 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 seemed to be all the line breaks that they were all the breaks they had. San Diego seemed to be because they were finding a missing player there. And that's just communication of uh, and and again I think that's more of not playing in a while. Not you know not talking about it in the preseason where if it happens in the preseason it's not the worst thing in the world. And then you could say okay I screwed this up or the call was wrong or whatever. That being said, when they did have those line breaks, they did rush back to cover. There was a bunch of times where I thought that, oh, no, like San Diego's definitely got like a nice try here, a nice line break mm-hmm. try. Nope. All of a sudden you see three, four guys come back to cover. 
you know, swallowed up and then, you know, reset the line and somehow, you know, get a penalty or something go yeah. in our favor that so that, you know, relieve the pressure. And and I think the it was funny because you start you started to see our defensive line bunch up a little bit um towards the end. And I wasn't sure if that was because maybe they were getting a little gassed, you know, they're in shape, but are they in quote unquote match shape, you know? Or was San Diego trying to burn them on the inside because guys like Kakabalavu, Fuatai, um, Naguadi, um, they were out there making tackles, solo tackles and bringing them down. And and that was another thing that you know, Rooney thrives on is 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 a solo tackle to bring somebody down, and then that way they can cover their defensive line a little better. So I'm wondering if it was strategy due to San Diego or our guys kind of roaming. But you know, that's doesn't doesn't matter now. You know, it's no. a question, not really. Um, so what did you like on the offensive side of the ball, Mike? I loved that that mall. It's it's been you know <laughs> our our bread and butter yeah. since you know the team has been around and yeah yeah two tries off of it from Fawcett mm-hmm. and it, it was just great. Incredibly powerful. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, Hanko scored off of it. I think the first try. Um, I, I some people who stood out to me um, that it the way they played. Um, just it might not have been the best statistical for performance, but the way they played stood out to me. Um, Evan Minturn had a great shift um, this match, and without getting the points that like you know Fawcett got or Hanko got. Um, he showed something. The problem was he was called off sides like four times yeah. and that negates, that negates a lot of the stuff he was doing because he was doing the hard work. Um, but as things went on, you saw him move back. I think from, he went from eight to flank or he, a bunch of people got moved around. So he showed his versatility there. Um, I think the biggest th- turn for me was in the second half, um, the kicking. So we had seen oh, yeah. oddsley. Yeah, we had seen Audley kick to touch um, when Rooney were getting these penalties, and the ball was hanging, and it was almost negative yardage sometimes on on his kicks. Um, I think he got every kick out to touch except for one. So I mean, he was getting them out, but he was short kicking it to get it out. And then you had um, Holland's head come in and, and kick a couple boomers, and then you had Harry Bennett come in, and he the big kicks you guys saw going into the wind on Rooney's penalties to to, uh, to kick the touch were actually Harry Bennett. Um, and I, 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 I reached out to him after the match and I was like, I don't know if you noticed it at the time I said, but compared to what was going on with San Diego in the first half, your kicks were booming. I mean, mm-hmm. in 50 mile an hour wins, um, real quick, just a, a fan question. So Chris Adams says, can we see a replay of the game? Chris, you can go on the rugby network.com and the replay is up there live right now. Um, quick broadcasting notes. We will be on TRN this week. Um, the next day, so we're playing Saturday, the next day, Sunday, MSG should have a, a replay of the match. TRN, it usually takes them a 24 hour turnaround time to do their replays. So if you miss it live, most likely you're going to have to see it the next day. You can watch it again on TRN or MSG. But anyway, back to the, to the, to, um, San Diego. Listen, the San Diego do, did what they do. Um, the, I felt they were a, a tough defense. Um, you know, I just, I just think we had, you know, we just had a little more, you know, we got, we got a little more, we tightened it up, you know? Yeah. I don't, I can't hear you, Mike. So uh, I think your mic went out again. I think we're having this mic issue one more time. So um, as Mike's, as Mike, as Mike's mic is out, say that 10 times fast. 
Um, I do think that both teams, again, both teams look sloppy. Um, but that's what you're going to get. I, I don't think you're going to see a complete game until week three or week four, um, to be quite honest, when all the teams come together and, and have that. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised at some of the substitutions, you know, um, yeah. yep. I can hear you now, Mike. Um, now you're on mute. This is fun, folks. This is fun. It was funny when he was drunk at the Excelsior, he was fine. Um, but now that he's sober and at home, you know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> there we go. He's back, back at it, folks. Um, gotta love our broadcast. Gotta love it. So, Mikey, <laughs> what were you saying about San Diego? Oh, I was saying, well, the, the, the one cool or interesting thing that I saw with the kicking, especially in the second half, was uh, with Rooney, they learned to kick low to the ground. And so you saw, I think, Bowden kick a great ball down deep into, uh, you know, inside San Diego's 22 that they then forced a knock on, which then led to a try. And so they learned how to adapt to kicking into the wind a lot better than San Diego did in that first half. And and that was um, one of those things that, that Foden brings to the table. Because San Diego had the experience where the ball was hung up, their wings were playing way too shallow. And we also had a guy, I think um, at that point, Kara Pryor was back on the field. James Rochford was off the field for a yellow at that point. So Rooney was still down, I believe, 14 minutes at that point. And mm-hmm. Foden twice. I think he kicked that same kick twice um, where nobody was there and we chased it down. And I think one of those, we either collected a turnover or we got a penalty on it. And it, it put pressure on San Diego. And you're right. It was a, it was a great turn of events. Um, if, if, you wanted, if you had to pick one play, uh, what would the play be that you thought was the best play? The, the the best play, yeah. I was gonna say that that Foden kick that you yeah. know it, it forced that that Foden kick really um, it begins the attack. I think that's they force that to- that turnover with the knock on because the ball's hard to play. We get that try and I think we go up at that point as well. And Correct. So it, it starts to shift everything and all of a sudden you know what was a, a very much a back and forth game. You realize that you know Rudy's kind of you know picked up the pace, and they know they know what they're doing. Yep. No, you're absolutely right, and it's a, again, it's a great play. It was a veteran play. It put put our team on the front foot to move forward and say, oh, we yeah. can you know we can we can do something here with this, and we can put pressure on them. I think my my favorite play of the match has to be James Rochford's triple skip pass. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, check out the social media. I put it to Chariots of Fire. I slow mode it. It was it was sexy. Unfortunately, um, the ball, uh, um, Hanko Hermesis and Api Kakabalavu both went for the ball, and then they both backed up for a ball like outfielders in the outfield, like forgetting to call who had it. So they ended up knocking it on. But goddamn, was that a great pass for oh, the yeah. big man James Rochford? Um, I mean, I, I got to be Andy Ellis. Watch out, man. Watch out. Uh, I think James is coming for your position. Um, but yeah, so. Great final, obviously we loved it. Um, so you know, good to get a win, uh, uh, you know, away. Um, so now we're going to talk about um, what we think we're going to see out of the starting fifteen um, this this match. And honestly, I don't think you're going to see many changes. Um, no. I would, I would think maybe Connor Buckley is out of the lineup, and maybe Luke Hume is in the lineup as a sub or. Um. Oh God, who the heck was I thinking of? And now I can't can't think of his name. Gosh, the fullback 
Joel Miranda. There we go. Uh, maybe Joel Miranda goes back there as as a fullback replacement. Um, but other than that, I think the the starting fifteen is 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 going to be the same for this week, yep. right, Mike? Absolutely. And I, to bring it, I, w- I want to mention this too because I uh, I think he needs a little bit more credit. I think uh, Andy Ellis was the unsung hero of the match. Um, he definitely kept the pace going on. And so I'll give my credit to you know any any scrum half that you know needs the credit. I'll I'll start doling it out. But I you definitely think uh, you, you're going to see at least Andy you know staying in the lineup for next week. Um, he did a great Definitely. job controlling the match, um, picking, you know, which side of the field he wanted to go to, taking his time, knowing when to go quick, knowing when to go slow. And so I think you really that, – that's a lot of our success came from um, Andy Ellis and his experience. And so looking forward, I think – or moving forward, I think you're going to see a lot more of him in the lineup potentially. So definitely, you're, I think you're definitely going to see him next week. Definitely. And and Dan's Hollis head kicking was on point. Um, I yeah. think he only went three for five on his conversions. I think the last one was was Harry Bennett's conversion kick. Um, but two of those conversions, you know, were weird and against the wind. So, you know, it, it is what's gonna it is what it is. I mean, in 2019, I know Harry Bennett had um had had five conversion kicks at MCU Park all facing the outfield, and none of them went through, even the straight on ones. So, you know, luckily our kickers are used to that kind of win. So our buddy Jason Zimmerman, Zimmerman was asking, were there any box kicks? I didn't see any box kicks from either side. Um, that's not the style of play these two teams have. Um, not, to, not to say that that we won't box kick, but with the players we have out there in the center and on the wing, I don't think we need to. You know, we have Fossi yeah, Fuertai out there. Maybe one or two in the first half. That's it. I don't even maybe. think so. I, yeah. yeah, I don't even think so. Um you know, between Fossi Fuatai out there with Will Leonard, I thought that's, I feel that's the best center pairing in the league. To be quite honest, um, it's it's they have similar skill sets but use them differently, and they both are great defensively. Um, Quinn Nguadi was was out on the wing, and unfortunately, it just the ball didn't go to him a lot. You know, it went to Appy, and and again, Appy had those hammer hands in the first half. Um, so it kind of it kind of killed a bunch of plays, but. You know that's what happens, man. It's 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 it is what it is. So we're gonna preview the Nola match. Um, so I believe kickoff is at four p.m. Eastern time, Mike. I or, no, I'm sorry, so. three p.m. Three p.m. Three p.m. Three p.m. Four th- three. Let's, let's check it? the let's check the MLR yeah. app right now. Yeah, let's let's check it right now. Oh gosh, uh, four p.m. It says <laughs> four p.m. Sorry, you know what? Uh, the big guy's actually the big guy's actually going to be away, and his in, it, it will be three p.m. for him. So uh, catch us on the pre the pre match uh, show at two or three thirty, excuse me, Eastern time. Uh, me and Mike Mike will be at the Excelsior Pub, and I will be at undisclosed location, um, deep within deep within Rooney headquarters. Um, but I, here's the thing: I'm scared about this Nola match, man. Um, Nola came yeah. in in that second half. And it was crazy. It they don't get me wrong, you know. I don't think they deserve to win that match. I think OGs totally deserve to win that match. But in in saying that, I am really scared of Nola. Yeah, they pair up well against us. Their um, their advantages and their strengths are also our strengths. They have a great they have a great scrum. Um, they use that ball off you know the lineup all the time. I think they got one or two tries off of that. Um, mm-hmm. So they definitely, definitely play a similar style of rugby that we do. And so it's going to be interesting to see how we pair up against that. Are we going to, you know, are we going to shift or are we going to, you know, just try and bullhead it through them? 
I think we we I think we stick with with kind of putting the, the power on them. I mean, I truly feel our scrum is is stronger than their scrum. I feel our set piece is stronger than their set piece. Um, I do think that they match up well at the nine position, and I don't think JP JP Duplessis played um, that well, honestly. I mean, between me, you, and and everybody else here, um, I think when Damian Stevens came in in the second half, that's when the spark started, and. Don't get me wrong. I love Andy Ellis. He does what he does, but Damian Stevens is a little more movement. You know, he has more movement in the nine. You know, he'll he'll play the ball a little more elusively at the nine, and I wonder how that's going to match up with Andy Ellis. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be tough. Um, yeah, two different you know two different kind of styles of gameplay. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting to see that nine matchup and see how we handle and how we shift control. You know, it coming in mm-hmm. if even comes in or if he starts I were to control that you know from the get-go the one thing yep. I will say that I saw with Nola too uh they don't seem to kick for uh kick for points if they're you know inside the yeah. 22 or whatever it's immediately go for a line out try and maul that in um we might be able to take a little bit of advantage of that our defense seemed to hold pretty well at points if we could push you know and that's what happened with OG if they held you know for a little bit they forced a penalty and all of a sudden pressure's off and you know a trip to the 22 where you think you're getting points all of a sudden you're, you're getting, you're leaving with nothing. Yeah. And I think the the difference is, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why I think Nolan might kick for points against us um, is because, you know, OG had relied heavily on Robertson's boot. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that was fact had factored into their game plan where they thought, okay, we think OG is going to kick more than go for the try. So why not try and hit the, get, at least get the five points to try and get up on them. Um, so I want, I'm wondering with, with our attack, the way they, they saw our attack and scoring those six tries and knowing that we didn't kick for anything, you know, any penalty, um, mm-hmm. if maybe they'll change, maybe they'll take the points and try and keep possession to keep it away from us. So I wonder, I, I don't know, you know, coach Osborne is, uh, is, it knows what he's doing. Um, so I, maybe it's just going to be their game plan all year, not to kick for points. I, I mean, well, I guess we'll find out on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I, th- I think we do better in the set piece than they do. Um, I their back line is really good. It scares me mm-hmm. that you know, again, they're no- another team that that makes one one move and you know you bunch up a little bit and they they wing it outside and all of a sudden they're gone. Um, Cam Dolan, uh, he. <laughs> Again, he's another guy off the set piece that I'm worried about. You know, he's he's their version of uh, Dylan Fawcett. You know, um, it, they have a lot of tools, man. And OGs threw everything they had at him. And I think you know, if Nola just doesn't have the 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 first half they have, I think they beat the OGs by like two tries in that match. Like, am I wrong? Did, did you did you feel that way? It, it seemed like Nola was just uh, like giving up penalties at points. And were yeah. was kind of you know giving away advantages, and so I definitely think or you know they had they had the opportunity to score and they just didn't capitalize on it. So if they you know maybe this week that's something they practice on, maybe you know maybe get to get to capitalize better. You know next week who knows? Uh, but they definitely had the opportunities. So it's not like they weren't there. Uh, it, the scoreline definitely doesn't show how mm-hmm. much of an advantage you know Nola had. I, I I would say 
all of the score lines, because I think every match was tight except for the, the Giltinis. And even the Giltinis match, you know, a lot of people don't realize, I think the Free Jacks had three or four cards, two yeah. of them in, in the second. One, one of them was right before the second half, and then the, they come back on. That, that, that guy comes out of the bin, and then they get another card. So essentially the entire second half, they were down a player. And the entire first half of the first half, they were you know, the last quarter of the first half, they were down a player. I mean, they had a, the Giltinis had a significant advantage. At one point, I think the, it was 14, there were 14 Giltinis players and 13 Free Jacks players on the field, um, you know, because two of their uh, uh, cards coincided for the Free Jacks. So again, I don't think their lopsided Giltinis victories is, is indicative of the, with the game that was played. I don't think Rooney's seven point. Um, win is indicative of how poorly Rooney played, you know, again, like we talked about, um, you know, I think if, if you were to tell me that this was a two point match or a one point match or, you know, all even like, um, Nola, I would believe you based upon not looking at any score and just watching some of the plays that were happening. So yeah, I don't know. We're going down to Nola. Um, I, I, obviously I definitely think we're going to win. Um, I always think we're going to win. I don't, I never think we're not going to win. Um, but this one's on a bragging rights for me. Um, you know, the hammer, if we don't beat, if we don't beat Nola, the hammer is going to be all over me. I'm going to have to frigging throw my phone against the wall just to get out of, get him out of my head. Um, he's actually going down there. So if any of you guys are going down to Nola, go check out. It's actually, it's officially Rob Hammerschmidt day, the day he goes, because apparently he's Nola's number one fan. So if you're going down to enjoy the match, say hi to my boy hammer. Um, and predictions, man. So let's. What do, What do you predict? What do you think is happening? What What's 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 your score here? Uh, see, I made I made two predictions last week. I made you know the one that I made on Tuesday, and then the one that I made game day. Mm-hmm. So, and they were they're both very different. So I think I'm gonna go again. I think I'm gonna go low scoring, Rudy by four, and then we'll see what happens on how I'm feeling on Saturday. <laughs> On Saturday, on Saturday, he's going. They're each scoring a hundred points, and Rudy's going to win twenty-seven. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I like when I made that prediction, I'm like, oof, this is. I hope this comes like pans out. And then I'm watching the game, and I'm like, oh man, I, I came. You know, I pulled that one out. Who knows? So, um, I would have could have really made myself look like an idiot if they didn't. You know. They at least hit the over. 50. I mean, listen, yeah. they they hit the over, but they didn't cover the point spread. But listen, yeah. it's it's you, they were they were only off by a penalty kick, you know. So it's not like they were they were you were that off on the score. I mean, I I didn't know what to say when you came out with that on Saturday, and obviously <laughs> you you were confident in it, so I wasn't going to say anything at all. Um, but I did think like, huh, I I thought it was going to be tighter, um, and I think this match is going to be tighter. I'm I'm the type of yeah. person, you know, I, I'm an accountant being conservative in your numbers and assuming things are going to go wrong and being a coach in youth football and knowing things are going to go wrong. Um, I say, Oh God. 24, 21 Rooney. I think 24, 21 Rooney, um, you know, Rooney by three, which is what I think I said last week against San Diego. And I'm going to stick with that. And again, like I said, I think we haven't gotten all the kinks out yet. Um, yeah. I, I do think the weather's going to treat us a little bit better, better knock on wood. Um, now that I say that it's going to like downpour for four days in New Orleans. Cause you know, cause I said something, but yeah. I think, I think we're going to be able to utilize the kick and chase more. And that's where guys like, you know, Fuatai, Kakabalavu, and Naguati kind of, you know, earn their, their money. 
Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how we change, you know, uh, tactics, things like that. So, um, guys, again, remember, we're going to be doing our pre-show live at 3.30 here on Facebook. Um, we should, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to have the, the, the rosters and the substitution list out by that time. Um, and again, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, something we love to do. Mikey will be up there in Albany at the Excelsior pub. So if you, if you if you want to go to a watch party, please go visit Mikey up in Albany at the Excelsior pub. They actually had a touch match. Mike, tell me about that. Oh yeah. We just, you know, after, after watching the Rooney game that we ended up watching the, the second half of the Toronto ATL game. Cause why not? It was rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, just started playing some rugby outside because someone brought a rugby ball and started having some fun. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. Right in the street. They're playing a little bit of touch rugby. I was excited to see it. Thank you so much for the pictures. Um, and guys, uh, thank you so much for watching this or listen, watching and or listening to this episode of Rooster Booster Time. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. That's the Grand Pooba, Mike P. Parazzini. And we'll see you guys at the next pre-match show.